Hello. Hello. Hello and welcome back to Industry Tactics. My name is Friendly Rich and on the podcast today Jesse Stewart. We sat down in Hamilton, Ontario recently at the Something Else Festival, which Jesse was curating. He plays in the Solo Luminescence Trio, as well as uh, the Stretch Orchestra. He's running uh, everything from a, a, a treehouse concert series in his backyard to making music with ice instruments. And we get into a really interesting tactic in this conversation. Wait for it. He talks about his concept wrapped around music of the heart. Really interesting chat with my friend, Jesse Stewart. Enjoy. Oh, likewise. Yeah. It's been too long. It has indeed, yeah. Your beautiful soul. Ah, well, I, the feeling is mutual. Soft-spoken. Get that thing close. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to I hear you. All right, man. Jesse Stewart. I got it right. Um, <laughs> Jesse yep. Stewart, like what, you're, you're, uh, you're, man, you're wearing a beautiful hat today, but you're a man of many a hat. Okay, this you is wear this, many this hat. particular hat. Yeah, is a Biltmore. Oh hat. shit! Yes, uh, the Biltmore factory now closed, but uh, for many years was in. I know you didn't want to talk about hats, but you opened I the did. door, man. I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah get so, in there. <laughs> so the Biltmore factory uh, was a maker of fine hats, and uh, for many years, Maybe you split the difference. That's good. Yeah. It was in. Uh, it was in Guelph, Guelph, Ontario. Your That's hometown. Right. Your hometown. Am I, well, not my hometown, but I lived there for 15 years. And in okay. fact, for a time, I lived around the corner from the Biltmore Hat Factory. Oh, so, sick. So, yeah, so I, I have uh, several of their, their fine hats. And the Biltmore Hat Company went uh, belly up. Well, I think it's a long and somewhat sordid okay. tale. But okay. my understanding is um, actually a guy from, uh, from the States came up and bought it and fixed it up and was making a go of it. Oh, wow. And then he ended up selling it to someone who... Uh, I, I think had said that they were going to continue it, but they very shortly after they they shut it down. They okay. moved the operations, I think, to Texas, and then knocked the factory down and put up condos. So it's kind of a sad story for, oh, for Guelph. But shit. little known fact, we will eventually get to music, by the way. But uh, I would you know, I would love that. I would we, love we that, uh, that opportunity. Yeah, a, so, a man of many hats. Yes, Jesse yes. Stewart. But wait, I though, mean, yeah, you, you want to know on. this? I I absolutely want to know so, everything. Every in Canada. Canada wants to know this, Rich. Thank you. So, it, the Guelph uh, hockey team at one time was known as the Biltmores because they were sponsored by the Biltmore Hat Factory. Oh, shit. And any player on the team who scored three goals 
was given a hat and that is where the term hat trick comes from we're we're in to one of the best episodes yet of industry tactics <laughs> i just want to check if we're recording two and a half minutes in and mr jesse stewart man of many hats has just given us the hat trick there you go this episode will be composed in threes so we're gonna get into three of maybe the three of the hats you wear okay i don't know that that sounds like a fun thing to do the all right composition with with jesse seems like the right thing to do right sure sounds you're good cre- you're a creative soul you oh. are uh, you're one of those humans like said kid koala episode 23 on industry oh. tactics well, eric's a good friend who i look at and i say that's a creative life that's how you want to age in music like jesse mr jesse stewart you're doing it you're doing all the things <laughs> and i'm very impressed sometimes with it's what you're too many to. things actually i mean let, at a glimpse if you're going to google his name you're going to find guitar players under the same name don't believe the hype he's a drummer search jessestewart.ca to learn more about yeah, his that's, music that's, that's me yeah there is a that's right there's a jesse stewart that, yes. who who uh who has has become a minor internet sensation? He's a puke. He's a puke. With with a, with a song called "Cold Beer." He's a mandolin player. Oh, you gotta know you gotta know your your yes. peers, right? Yeah, well, yeah. occasionally I get email for him. <laughs> yeah, good, good. Tell me you take those gigs. <laughs> <laughs> Cold beer. I thought that's what we said. This yeah. gig was. Yeah, there you I, go. Can, I can get into that. Sure, I'll, I'll be there. You, you seem like the kind of guy that would would do that. Right? No, 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 no. You're not into well, the, the end, there's another jesse stewart also okay. I, I figured um, yes yeah, well there, i think there's probably there's more four. than three there's yeah, more than yeah, three. There's, yeah. there is more than a hat trick of we're jesse breaking Stewart's, the hat trick but, already. but i know yeah. one of the other ones oh wow and uh and so and and now this let me think about this so a funny thing uh a f- number of years ago uh, uh uh somebody contacted me and said hey i'm making a radio documentary about canadian composer murray schaefer you know you know Our schaefer's man. work well and he said, I would love to inter- interview you um, about, you know, Schaefer's influence on the younger generation of, of uh, Canadian Weird. composers. And I okay. said, well, yeah. I said, okay. And at that time, I hadn't really worked with Schaefer. Later, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, was involved in one, one project, uh-huh. um, one, one Schaefer project called uh, the Asterian Project, but at that time I hadn't really been, and so I thought, well, this is kind of weird. But I said, okay. So the guy came to Ottawa, and yeah. then in the course of the interview, he said something like, "So I'm, I, I know you, you're writing a book about Schaefer," and I said, "I'm not writing a book about Schaefer." Oh, damn! He went down the wrong Jesse Stewart. There's wormhole? another Jesse Stewart who wrote a book about Murray Schaefer, and so since wow. that, since that time, I've met him. Wow. Yeah, wow. and and he's also, I believe, he also does some percussion, and then the other thing. This is also a funny one. Yeah. He's the brother of Jane Sibbery. Oh, wow. Okay. And so occasionally, believe it or not, I get email for Jane Sibbery. <laughs> so, and and so you I, take those gi- gigs? Yeah, too. I take those gigs too. That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, the old hat trick, take all the gigs that come to your that's, name. That's and your one. name is a strong, you have a powerful name, evidently, <laughs> right? But um, no, I, 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 I am thrilled to have you on the podcast. You've been on our list, of course, uh, because you're doing many creative things as both... Um, you know, and, and gentle listener, mind the rumbles. We are in Hamilton uh, at the some 
something else festival of which Jesse is the artist in residence this year, yeah? Yeah, very uh, happy and, and, and happily so. Um, yeah, so the, the something else festival of creative music, they have a artist in residence or improviser in residence each year and I'm really honored to, to be fulfilling that role this year. It means I'm playing quite a few times yeah. throughout the festival and so we're we're in the green room and so we can hear the uh hear a little bit uh, in the background of uh, of uh the the band that's on stage currently who are some of the the the, the musicians you'll be playing with this weekend well, well last night i played in a trio with uh the great uh bass player multi-instrumentalist william parker oh wow and also eugene chadbourne oh wow yeah great, and, great. And i thought i saw him up there yeah cool. yeah he's he's great. there and and great. i, I sort of played with Eugene a long time ago cool. kind of once very briefly but this was really nice to have a kind of focused um, trio session with two of my musical heroes you amazing, know amazing. and then tonight I, I, so I play with William from time to time we have a group together with uh, baritone saxophonist David Mott and, uh, that okay. trio is called Sono Luminescence Trio that's a mouthful also yeah good well hard, done, to, hard to spell Sono <laughs> Sono Luminescence okay. which is a real thing it, it is it what it is is when there is a a, a, a bubble mm -hmm. uh, trapped in an air bubble trapped in water and you aim uh, a focused beam of sound at it it produces light so it's turning sound energy into light that's a real thing you can google it if you can spell it sonoluminescence easy easy uh, yeah easy. so that uh, that is uh, that's wow, the name wow, of this wow. trio with wow. with uh, William and David so we're playing tonight and then I'm doing I'm playing with a I play in a trio with uh, for a long time now we played in a group called Stretch Orchestra right, with right. with Kevin Bright guitar wizard Kevin uh -huh, Bright and uh -huh. uh, uh, cello virtuoso Matt Brubeck Right on. So we're closing the festival on Sunday, actually. So, and then there's a whole bunch of stuff in between. Tomorrow, I get to play with uh, a, tr a new, newish trio. We have a brand new record that arrived today. Oh wow! I, I had the CD delivered to the gig because uh -huh. I knew the timeline was going to be tight. Uh, so cool. there's an industry tactic. Thank you. When the Jesse, timeline, for I've done along, that before. Along. When the when the timeline is tight. Get those have, have the CDs delivered to the venue. Ship those of units the CD to the release. city, or to the city that you're playing yes, in. That indeed. is industry tactics. Ship them units. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they arrive. They arrive. Thankfully, so this trio, trio rather, with uh, Joe McPhee, the wonderful Joe McPhee, oh, and, wow. and uh, Nicholas Kaloya from oh, great. Montreal. Great uh, bass player. Yeah, wonderful bass player. And Here it comes now. The title track from this new record. What is the name of the ensemble? The Ensemble is actually just our names. It's Joe McPhee, Nicholas Kaloy, and Jesse Stewart. And the, you guys the, just got bored, eh? You're like, you know what? We need to name this thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah, good. So it. that rings off the tongue. Yeah. I'll try and, to spell that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and is that the website too? So Joe McPhee. Well, no. JesseStewart.ca. People, can, if people would like a copy, they can they can contact me through my website. And Jesse I'd be Stewart. very happy to mail them. Okay. One. Okay. Let's play a tune. Okay. We'll we'll uh, play uh, something from uh, you know from permutation is the title of the CD. We'll play, uh, we'll play something from that. Right on. Here comes now uh, the, the first track off of Permutations. Yeah.
That was the first track off of Permutations. Wow, tell us about that track. Uh, so this, we, that trio went in the studio, we played at the Ottawa Jazz Festival a few years ago right and while uh, those guys were in town uh, we went into the studio and uh, we recorded. Everything was entirely improvised and uh, I, I, I love uh, Joe's playing and Nick's, Nick's playing so much on, mm -hmm. on, that, uh, on that session and that track in particular, you know, it, 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 uh, for me it's, Joe's tenor playing is, is reminiscent of uh, of uh, that of John Coltrane and Albert Eiler and and so um, there's for me something I find it very uh, beautiful uh, you know that that um, you know his playing there and you're living now in Ottawa right you've been in Ottawa for over a decade now or not about, about 10 years yeah. about 10 years about 10 wow years, yeah. teaching at Carleton he's a professor at Carleton in music and uh, well, I'm cross-listed all over the okay, place, actually, okay. but um, yeah, my main academic appointment is in the music program, uh -huh. and, um, and then I'm also, uh, I also have a background in the visual arts, and so I'm an yes. adjunct faculty member in the uh, visual arts department at, at the University of Ottawa. And gentle listeners, you know my theory that the, the monster musicians usually have a side odor of visual arts in their tongue, in their musical tongue, and this man is embodying that. He's bringing it to the to the he's bringing it to the fore because <laughs> you, the way you approach sound and music and and your and your creative uh, output i think is very much informed by both of those worlds if i might say yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. no yeah. they've they you know those things have always been mutual sonoluminescence there you go exactly yeah. they, those things have always been mutually illuminating uh, yeah. for me since i was a kid i've yeah. always you know drawn made art and always made music yeah and um yeah, and so I, you know, I pursued them, uh, you know, uh, you know, when I was going to school. I originally went to the University of Guelph for the f visual art program, and um, yeah. I, and I'd, I'd already been playing jazz, you know, in, when I was in high school. But I didn't actually know that there was a music program there. I found that out once I got there, and I thought, oh well, maybe I'll take some music classes too, uh -huh, you know. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And then meanwhile, I was playing music every night as well. But I always found that like in my, you know, visual art classes, mm. uh, you know, I would often be thinking about um, the relationship about, you know, between what we were discussing there and some of the things that I was checking out and thinking about musically and vice versa. So they've always kind of informed one another in all kinds of different ways. So one of the places those things meet for me is in, you know, I've, I've done some things with graphic scores. Yes. Uh, so non-conventional forms of notation. Some, yeah. of, some of the musical ideas that I want to communicate can't really be notated in traditional Western notation. So I've developed various forms of graphic notation uh, to communicate um, some of my ideas musically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And another place where those things meet is in, in the field of sound art. Okay. And so that's, that's uh, you know, where, you know, for, uh, I'd say a lot of my time goes these days is, yeah. is you know, in, in creating sound sculptures and sound installations and, and the like. Can you, um, would you say that the music drives or, or, the, or the sound dominates or, is it, or the, is it kind of an equal dance, a tango between the, 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 the audiovisual, I guess? I would say it's more of an equal dance, although there, there are ebbs and flows in okay. both. So there's a, there are periods where I'm working uh, fairly intensely on the visual art side. Mm -hmm. uh, and then it, it's, it's, it almost feels like when I do that, then I, I, I am sort of craving 
doing more music after that cool, you know cool, and vice cool, versa cool. like it's if there's a period it. where yeah. i'm you know touring a lot or recording yeah. or whatever and i think man i just want to draw and yeah, you know yeah, make, make yeah. some art you know yeah so they, nice. it's a, they balance one another for me and, and there are lots of other people as you mentioned you know for whom that is true uh, the side order as you described it uh you know but and it's not always visual art or music but certainly there are a lot of musicians who are really excellent visual artists yeah. one of whom yeah. I'm, I'm going to be playing with uh, here at the Something Else Festival, and that is, uh, well, one of our most acclaimed and legendary uh, artists in Canada, and that's Michael Snow. Oh, yeah. So, Michael. Fucking right, fucking right. Yeah, Michael yeah. is, uh, in addition to being, you know, probably the most celebrated, you know, contemporary, con contemporary Canadian artist, and indeed one of the most celebrated, uh, you know, contemporary artists in the world, and also experimental filmmakers. Mm -hmm. uh, Michael's a really interesting improvising pianist, whose, whose roots in improvisation and jazz run really deep. Uh, you know, not a lot of people know that, you know, he... You know, he used to he used to go to Chicago when he was a teenager. Mm -hmm. You know, growing up in the 1940s, he would go to Chicago, mm -hmm. and uh, you know he would he would go to Jimmy and Mama Yancey's house. Jimmy Yancey, one of the great mm -hmm. boogie woogie pianists, wow. and uh, you know, wow. but he but he also played with Vic Dickinson, and so that era of of uh, jazz musicians, Pee Wee Russell, you know, amazing wow. people, you know, from the 30s and 40s. But then, very interestingly, mm -hmm. Michael uh, kind of made a, uh, uh, a sh he even played with Clifford Brown once. Oh know? yeah, yeah. This is a little another little known fact. It's like the uh, like the hat trick. Michael Snow played once with the legendary jazz trumpeter Clifford Brown. Wow, wow. I'm ninety nine percent sure of that. <clears throat> but Jimmy Rushing, all kinds of people, all these yeah. jazz greats. Yeah. But then in the '60s, Michael uh, moved to uh, New York City for a time and had a loft and his loft became an absolutely vital hub for the developing kind of free jazz scene and what was sometimes described as the new thing in jazz and okay. at that time okay like the jazz composers guild started in his loft for example wow so he was like really central to what was happening there i don't think he was playing a ton at that time he was playing you know he, he, michael used to play some trumpet he stopped playing trumpet he's 89 he turned 80 we celebrated his 89th birthday in uh, i think december wow Wow. But um, at any rate, but then, but that period, even if he wasn't playing a whole lot in that scene, with you know Carla Bley, Michael Mantler, that whole kind yeah. of scene w was kind of centered around you know his loft in many respects. That was one of the hubs of that scene. Uh, Roswell, Rub Roswell Rudd, and that was somebody I had the great fortune of playing with once, only once. I wish it was more, but who, yeah. he just passed recently. Wonderful trombonist. I mean, he lived across the across the street from Michael's loft. Wow. So uh, anyhow. Uh, uh, at any rate, so Michael would be another example of somebody because he, he although he didn't play a whole lot there, when he came yeah, back yeah. to Toronto, he started improvising with a with a group called the Artist Jazz Band, and then also with a uh, one of the you know first along with the Nihilus Spasm Band out of London, go. Ontario, and and Artist Jazz Band, one of the first um, kind of free improv groups in Canada. That group was called CCMC. There you go. Yeah, which originally stood for the. 
Well, oh. Mike, uh, Canadian Creative Music Collective, I you're think. Good, you're good, you're yeah. good, you're good. I think that's right. We, but that was like very short-lived, and eventually they said, man, we got to ditch that. Let's just say CCMC. Anyways, it's still going. Today, yeah, to this yeah, day, it started yeah. like 1972. The band still, it's, you know, Michael's the only original member left. Yeah, yeah. But they're still yeah. playing. Now, now it's Michael and John Oswald and, yeah. and Paul Dutton. Incidentally, yes. both of those guys are also creative polymaths. So, yeah, yeah, uh, so yeah. but Michael for me is like a, a, an extraordinary example of somebody who has lived a creative life in both yeah. the visual and sonic arts. Right on, man. Right on. Yeah. How important is it for you to um, connect the dots with folks like that? Like, I see, like, you've got the good lineage. You understand that it's still going. You understand that this thing with folks like the Spasm Band, CCMC, it's like it runs 40 years some, somewhat or more deep. How important is that to you? Like, do you, do you sit around in fascination of it all, of all the people around you just doing all this fun stuff and how it all comes to... Like, what's interesting to me about the world and community that you've created is I kind of see relationship building is a really big thing for you because these people are, are return clients if you will like they're all they're all, they, they come back to your to your sphere eventually and you play with them as much as you can it seems right i would not describe them as clients no but, that's but, uh, terrible but terrible language you know collaborators yeah. co co-creators and yeah. friends yeah you know for me uh, a very big part of making music mm. And my interest in music making these days is really commensurate with the extent to which it facilitates friendship and, and community building. That, that for me is more important than anything else. Uh, sometimes, uh, you know, the, I think about it this way. Um, you, you, a lot of people say, well, there's only two kinds of music. Mm. Uh, and some people would say, well, there's good music and bad music. Well, I don't agree with that because, you know, what, what a lot of people think is really good music is not of particular interest to me. And, mm -hmm. and conversely, uh, you know, a lot of the music that I'm interested in, mm -hmm. it seems as though the vast majority of the world, uh, you know, loathes it. <laughs> right. uh, you right. know, right. so... Uh, Jesse, I, you're really hot. I don't know what it is, but you're... Okay. Don't, don't take my advice. A gentle listener, doesn't he have a beautiful voice? <laughs> I mean, he. I mean, what I meant by that, gentle listener, is he, I mean, he's hot. He's a good-looking man with, with his hat, but he's hot in the industry tactics sense, which is he's peaking. Okay, keep a distance. Okay, I didn't realize that? you had such a fierce voice on you. Ah, You're good. It's good. It's okay. good. Now it's better. Okay. You, you wouldn't know. This because, is where I started. Yeah, originally. You I said, know, Move man. Up, man. Move See, up. I didn't know because you started. You kind of eased into this, and then you're getting into it. Okay, you're back. Anyway. Back to it. What were we talking about? Tell well, me, we were, you remember. So we were saying two, two kinds of music. two kinds of music, good and okay. bad, which I don't believe, right? Right, because of course that's subjective. Yeah. Okay, uh, but here is how I think of it. Okay, how I've come to think of it. There is the music that we hear, right? That's mm -hmm. the music that we play, that we listen to, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and so on. And there are many different forms of that. But there's there's another kind of music for me, anyways. Mm -hmm. And it's a music that we don't hear. And that, for me, is the music of the heart. Mm -hmm. So there's the music we hear, and then there's the music of the heart. And for me, the music of the heart is all about those things we were talking about, about friendship, about community. Uh, Lineage, the, the memories behind it, I guess, or no, or no. Well, yeah, that's, that's important. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. But for me, it's those other things that are more, for me, they've come to be more important. You know, it, that, that to me is, is, is ultimately more important than the music that I play or that I record or that I listen to. It's the, it's the friendships that I, that, that, 
that that uh, that I make. And so the music that we hear. Can, oh, I think we're into which another, we're actually hearing. We're yeah. actually there's, there's a louder second act here. Yeah, that's yes, right. Yes, yes, indeed. So the, the 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 music that we hear can be a reflection mm. of the music of the heart, in my experience, in my view, and the way I've come to think of it. Nice. But it can also facilitate the music of the heart, and that is what I'm interested in now. How can the music that I play, that I engage with in, in any way, that I uh, listen to, that I record, or that mm -hmm, we all mm -hmm, make, mm -hmm. how can that facilitate the, you know, things like community, friendship, uh, kindness, compassion, empathy, these kinds of things that for me are ultimately a lot more important than music. Well put. Um that's a little heavy, man. Maybe for, no, no, no. That's it's good. Not really it's good. It's good. Let's bring it back to industry tech. He's a, he's a thinker. He's a stinker. <laughs> he's uh, he's done. You know, some of the things. If I if I reflect back on on your creative approach to to, I, I want to talk a bit about the projects that I've seen you kind of bring to life, which are really fascinating. I mean, you talked about sound art and sound installation earlier. Can you describe maybe one of the more recent things that you've done with? In, in sound art to the I mean no, I'm not we're not we're not going to play any audio I just want to walk our listeners through maybe something that recent memory that really you're proud of oh okay well um, so if you come to Ottawa mm -hmm. if, if you go downtown this is since you left Ottawa for, for a very brief idyllic time Rich lived in Ottawa mm -hmm. for one year, about yeah, seven, about, yeah, about, about a year, about and a year half. like two thousand eight ish. Good, well, yeah. you're, okay. whoa, that, that so brain. That since brain. that time, you don't need that information in your brain. You can get rid of that. Okay, the, the, those right. dates. That's right. amazing. Yes. Uh, anyways, more recent than that. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine and I were commissioned to uh, do a sound sculpture in a park. Beautiful. And it's uh, this is St. Luke's Park in uh, Ottawa, downtown Ottawa. Okay. It's basically at the corner of Elgin Street and Gladstone. So Shit, that's right where I used to live. Yeah, I, I directly across the street from the Elgin Street Diner. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a right. 24-hour diner. I know diner. Well. When Good. you come to Ottawa, go there. Any yeah. time of day, you can get a meal. You can admire Jesse's work. Well, yeah. So across the road, there is a piece called The Listening Tree. Uh huh. And uh, this is a 15-foot tall stainless steel uh, sound sculpture uh, made of, of um, uh, stainless steel tubes of various lengths okay. that have been welded together into a, a somewhat abstracted image of a tree okay. with a, a kind of outstretched uh, branch. And some of the cylinders are slotted in such a way that when the wind passes over them, uh -huh. they produce tones. Okay. So sometimes the, uh, the, the, the tree will actually kind of sing in the wind. Okay. And so the idea was that also the, the other cylinders, some are open on both ends. And so if you put your ear to one of those, uh, it reinforces uh, certain portions of the overtone spectrum of the, of the ambient uh, you know, sound. Cool. Yeah, I'm going to press pause here and I want to say hello to Nicole. Hi, Nicole. How are you? So nice to see you. Nicole Mitchell, one of the most amazing musicians on the planet. Has right just on. entered the room. How hello. are you? Hi. Hey. Hi. Hey, I don't think we met. I'm Jesse. How's it going? It's been a while. It's been a long time. It's so nice to see you. Congratulations on, uh, on your appointment in California. That's amazing. Oh, thank you. That's, that's, been, that's not news. I, you know, that's been a while, but I haven't seen you for like. I don't know, 12 years or something, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to hearing you later. Oh, cool. Lovely to see you, and nice to meet you. 
Right on, you see what that was, industry tactics. We didn't press pause. That was Jesse Stewart making friends and, and forging the, the relationships as he does. Right? Well, uh, Making I, new friends check, through music. Here's a, another tip. Check out Nicole Mitchell. She's Kay. an extraordinary, extraordinary musician. Right on. Uh, I think, you know, like, well, yeah. I don't just think. I think a lot of people think she's one of the most extraordinary mm flutists of her generation wow. generation wow. but also i think one of the most interesting new you know voices in the extended jazz and creative improvised music universe wow. anyways coming back to the sound sculpture so it's called yeah. the listening tree you yeah. can't miss it yeah and and uh right if, on. if you come to ottawa go really check cool. it out and if it's yeah. a windy day it might just sing to you uh yeah Right on. I mean, I'm very inspired by the way you, 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 you approach it. Um, anything from, you know, playing in the Diefen bunker, like your approach to venues and performance uh, and, and, and where you do what you do in space, uh, to, to uh, making musical instruments out of ice. Which I had the honor of being just yeah, ad you, admiring from afar. Well, that you were responsible. All for I that. had to do was say, try to say yes to it, which yeah. was great. So that was, that was this yeah. was great. So 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 Rich uh, had uh, arranged from, for for amazing stuff that happened on on July first, Canada Day in Ottawa, and Rich had done this amazing program, and I was so happy to be involved. And it was pretty exhausting, right? It was an exhausting day. It was a really hot July day. And at the end of it, I right, think we right. sat down. Right. And you said, man, now i got to start working on, like, planning for the, the Winterlude. This is a big winter festival in Ottawa in February. He said, now i got to start working on that. It's like no, no rest, you know, for, for Rich. And I said to you, you know, it would be kind of cool for Winterlude. It would be, be really neat to have, like, music played on instruments made of ice. And you said, that sounds great. Let's do it. You're hired. So there's another industry tactic. Float a crazy idea. You never know when somebody's going to be like, you yeah, know, that sounds cool. Let's but, do it. But the thing about it, too, is like I've met a few people in the arts like what you just described to, to me that, that I've thrown weird shit at. And, yeah. they, and all their job is to, is to say yes. Like it really is. Like, like, could you imagine being the moat from an, of an idea like that just to say, Oh, you know what? I'm gonna have to run it. And yeah, sure, we had to run it by every last um, level of government to figure right. that out. Like it was a pain in the ass to bring it to life. Yeah. But all your people still talk you should about just it. say yes to to quirky ideas like that because it makes the world way more interesting. I mean, that it was, was like nine years ago. People still talk about it. I, people still say, "Hey, uh, did you do a thing with ice?" And the thing about that, I didn't even know if it was really possible. Oh, you were beautiful the way you approached it. Such an inspiration. I no That's what idea. I mean. Like since then, I learned there's a yeah. guy in Norway. Yes, 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 yes. But yes. I didn't know about yeah. his work at that time. Yeah. So I just thought, man, I don't even know if this is gonna work. But it ended up being really fun. Yeah, and, it was. Uh, and then, and then actually, Toronto City Hall um, signed on. They had a winter festival at that time. I'm not sure that's right. still happening. Right. It was called Winter City. Okay. And so we performed it at Nathan Phillips Square um, several times at Nathan Phillips Square, and then and then at uh, at the Winter League I Festival mean, in Ottawa. I you're like talking minus 40 degree weather. Yeah, that was brutal. Yeah, but was you're brutal. talking like to, just to describe some of the stuff that you did. It was like pitched mallets, different lengths of of ice ice bars essentially that you would play that mallet yeah. and pitched pitched uh, xylophone ice xylophone i guess i don't know what you'd yeah, call it yeah but, sure and then you were also were you also uh, 
chainsawing or like cutting or no what were you doing you were doing something kind oh, of oh yeah no so melting yes. there was something yes, destructive yes. in a, in a yeah it, well there were other things too there was like yeah. uh, ice udu drums and <laughs> but at Amazing. one point i had a ice cylinder a cylinder yeah, yeah. a hollow cylinder yeah. made out of ice and I put a, a blowtorch in the end of it, which there created a drone. Sick, sick, but sick, the, sick. But the wow. drone would, of course, the blowtorch would melt the ice. Right, right, And so right. the drone would gradually increase in pitch as the length of the, the cylinder shortened. So that was, yeah, that was a fun how one. How do you, like that, that just describe us how, to, to us how you kind of, how you fuck with sound to get to that point. And the fascination of oh wait a minute the pitch is sh is shifting as this thing is melting it's a, a one of a kind I, like Mr. Freezy you know I mean <laughs> well it's you know for me it's just kind of a process of we visited a dumpster b b before in uh, uh, we visited the k oh yeah kelp k carp carp yeah the carp uh, like, garbage dump yeah and I and I saw you in action there too just curiously hitting every last thing you know. Yeah, yeah, no, trying to squeeze. But that was for a different project. It was. Wasn't it, it, was it was. There was, was no garbage in the ice. No, no, no. But, but uh, you know, it's just yeah. For me, it's just a process of uh, experimentation that's yeah. kind of yeah. fueled by curiosity. Yeah. I mean, that's basically yeah. it. The other thing, that, uh, another thing we did in that one, Man. which wasn't strictly ice, it was actually we used dry ice. Uh, which um, oh, wow. is much colder than ice, right? It's like okay. minus 78 degrees wow. Celsius wow. or wow. something. It's exceptionally cold. Wow. And so it's actually like, um, <laughs> even at like, you know, whatever it was, minus 20 or whatever, <laughs> minus 30 one night, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was like sublimating, right? So okay. it's like essentially boiling at that temperature. That's how cold this stuff is. So, um, so we used some of that and then I would touch um, like different metal bells to it okay. and it was so cold that it would make the metal vibrate and wow. produce sound wow, wow, so that was how wow, because wow, what, we, what we found was a lot of the here's another this is an industry tactic but more of an orchestration concept you know yeah a lot of the instruments were in a similar kind of range and so I okay. thought mm, I'd be really nice to get some highs and some lows okay. so the lows we got from the drones uh -huh. also uh -huh. the ice udu drums uh -huh. but the high 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 pitch sounds we got from uh, and and sustained high pitch sounds using the dry ice and then the metal bowls and and bells and things touching them and then of course what happens with the metal is it gets really really cold and when it reaches the 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 temperature of the dry ice it stops vibrating right awesome, and so awesome. the sound stops it's a beautiful yeah so that was a nice little little addition to that piece but wow. anyways yeah so that was one one thing man yeah well i mean i have a record i have a recording of it here, here it is now. Let's play a little bit of the of the ice music of, of Jesse Stewart. Yeah. So the the title for this mm -hmm. piece was Glacialis. Oh, and great, I, great. I would I would love to, but just before we, we press play here, yeah, uh, I'd love to just do a shout out uh, to the other musicians who played this, this please, piece please, with me. Please, so please, it, was, very it was me. It was also uh, my wonderful wife Michelle, uh, we to whom I've now been married twenty three years, Jazz almost twenty three years. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> Just that, and then a former, two former students. Okay, Jamie, from Carleton. Yeah. yeah, from Carleton, the Carleton University Music Program. Jamie Holmes, okay. who is an, a really extraordinary drummer who's mm -hmm. tearing it up in mm -hmm. the Ottawa scene. Cool. Extraordinary uh, player, and then also Fraser Holmes. No relation to Jamie. Oh wow! And Fraser, uh, I, there is a very, very special place in my heart for Fraser. Yeah, and he was. 
just he was one of the he was a wonderful musician extraordinary yeah he was also one of the most hilarious and likable people i've ever met oh. and fraser very sadly passed he, oh, he, he, no. yeah he he had leukemia he died uh, two years ago oh i'm sorry and, to hear uh, this. that that one is is still a mm. kind of a Oh, wow. It's a fresh one for me, even still. I think about him every day. He was a oh. wonderful, wonderful guy. So maybe we'll play this and we'll play it in, in the memory of, uh, in, in Fraser's memory. So this, this piece is called Glacialis. We'll play just a little bit of it now. So music for ice instruments.
Wow, that that little little excerpt, but that takes you back, eh? Yes, and, indeed. Uh, yes, yeah. and 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 thank you for sharing that about Fraser. Um, you know, it's the relationships that you b- you build and forge through music, and and the people mm. that you meet along the beautiful people that you meet along the way, and that yeah. sounds. Well, I'm really was, sorry to hear of your loss. You know. Oh, and thank you, yeah, thank you. Yeah. That was a huge loss for. Yeah. Uh, well, for a lot of people, but yeah, but yeah. for the music community in Ottawa and beyond, that was an enormous loss. He mm. was he was starting to get some. He was he was touring a lot with Amanda Rayom. Oh, yeah, great, and, great, uh, great. He's a wonderful you know yeah, singer songwriter, sure. and um, mm. really extraordinary musician, but also exceptionally likable. Like this guy was he was so funny, but. It, it is just I can't uh, I don't know how to describe it, but just immensely likable. Mm. And if I might suggest, if we we're talking about industry industry tactics, yes, being a nice person, a kind person, being likable, actually goes a long way. Because if if, well if a band leader or a venue is looking at you know who to program, and there's somebody who's really easy to work with and is a great great person, and they're you know yeah. fun to be yeah. around, yeah. And then there's somebody else who's kind of an asshole. Who's the gig going to go to? Um, it's gonna gentle nice listener, person. you better wake the fuck up, because Jesse Jesse Stewart just brought another hat trick into the into that. That he just sort of scored a goal there. I mean, that really is key, eh? Yeah, I think I think really so. is key, and, and it sounds so simple, but of all, I mean, we're we're pretty much sixty episodes of this podcast in, and you, you you've put it very eloquently. Just be well, nice. Be good to people, yeah, right? It's, that's the mu- for me. That's yeah. what, that's what I call the music of the heart. The heart. I like that. I yeah, love that. I love that. Being kind, being living a compassionate life. Music has mm. an important role, I think, to to play in that. Speaking of compassion and music of the heart, talk about your treehouse project. That that tickled my heart when I saw oh. that online. Well, you have an open invitation. Anytime you want to come and hang out in the treehouse, you can. Okay. All right. No, wow. Real. Wow. It I is, just you know, up. it's entering its eighth year, and uh-huh. so I don't know how many more years the treehouse has, but I can, t- I can. I trust your build. You <laughs> seem like a guy <laughs> who's pretty, pretty you're, solid. You're a good thinker. It's yeah, pretty yeah, solid, yeah, yeah. But yeah. that tree keeps growing. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. Something like eight years ago. Uh, actually, so when when I moved to Ottawa from Guelph, I lived in Guelph for 15 years. My kids were small; they were four years old and seven okay, years old. Okay. And so when we said, hey, I got a, I got a job, you know, as a professor mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. Carleton University, mm-hmm. so we're going to move to Ottawa. What an exciting time that must have been. It eh? was. Yeah, and yeah. and yeah. the kids said, okay, but I had already said, promised them I'd to build a treehouse in our backyard in Guelph. Uh-huh. And so they said, great, let's move to Ottawa. We still want a treehouse. So, so we looked, sure, when we sure. were buying, looking for houses... We looked for a place with a tree in the backyard. And so we found this cool, house and there's cool. this perfect tree for a treehouse. We said, great. this has got to be the house. Great, so I great, made good great. on my promise. I built them a treehouse. And, uh, you know, it's small. It's small. But, uh, uh, you know, as I was working on it and afterwards, I thought, actually, it turned out pretty nice. You know, it's a nice little space. And I, yeah. got, I got thinking, you know, there's, there are like kids in the world mm-hmm. who like don't have a house to live in let alone a tree house to right. play in you know so i thought maybe maybe there's a way that we can do something in use the tree house to try to make some positive dip contribution some positive uh difference in the world however you know minuscule mm-hmm. but something mm-hmm. and so I, I i put it out i said listen i'll do i'll do a concert mm-hmm. in the tree house if you want to come over and hang on the tree house mm-hmm. i can do concerts for 
for audiences of four or less. Once we had five people up there, that's pretty tight. In the that field. sounds that's a safety. Yeah, yeah, five plus me. Well, that's a, that's I mean, it's, you it's could, well built. It's, yeah, it's, you could okay. put a car up there and nice. it, okay, it, okay, it would hold okay. it, but cool. Cool. Uh, just from a space consideration. Yeah. But uh, so, anyways, and I said, so. I mean, that's your average friendly rich show right there, anyways, right? <laughs> four or five? Yeah. Yeah. A, the old Derek, Derek Bailey joke. <laughs> hey, I, I play the same way whether I'm playing to an audience of six. Yeah. Or seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think one. he's going to say Good six one. or six hundred? Yes. No, six or, or seven. seven. But anyways, to come back to the trios. Uh, so I just said, look, I'll do a concert if you want to come over. Mm. And and uh, all I ask in exchange is that you make a donation to any children's charity of your choice. Love it. So no, I don't will not accept any money for it. I don't, I don't want to have to, you know, there's no yeah. tax implications for me. Yeah. They donate to whatever charity they want. They get a, a charitable tax receipt from that charity yeah and so it raises a little bit it's raised probably four or five thousand bucks doing wow. these little concerts over the eight years uh wow, and man. Uh, I, l I love the way you go about it but, the, but some other nice things have happened so sometimes yeah. you, don't, you don't know what what is gonna you know like i didn't know what would happen yeah, right, there. right 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 but uh like so, so a few other people got wind of it and so mm -hmm. like there's like um like a uh a women a shelter for women and children mm -hmm. And so they sometimes will come over, and of course they don't make a donation, but they just come over. And so they're dealing, these are people who are dealing with yeah. a, a very heavy situation in their lives. Right. Okay, they're right. displaced from their homes because right. of domestic violence. Right. And so, I mean, is this going to make a huge difference in their lives? No, probably not. But maybe, maybe it'll be like a little tiny bright spot however joy. dim yeah, 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 yeah. in an otherwise very difficult time so they come over mm. michelle always makes like cookies or muffins or something and mm -hmm. we have a little snack and i play some music in the treehouse mm. and and they're all these things are all generally like uh i bring instruments for them to play especially if they're children you know wow. so we play music wow. together wow. so it's actually to, to be perfectly honest it's it, the, the 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 real where i really you know feel that there's been an impact is actually on me uh -huh. it's, I feel so honored to, uh, ha you know, ha hey, David, how you doing? Uh, to have had an opportunity to, um, uh, you know, to, to, to do this. So, so we just had an appearance by David Lee, David yeah. Lee, uh, uh, improvising bassist and also author. He's written books on Ornette Coleman and Paul uh -huh. Blay and wow. Chainsaw Repair. Oh, for real, that oh. guy. Yeah, <laughs> so he's like written, he's, and he told me last night he's he's recently written a book uh, for like young adults. Uh, yeah, so a man of also a man of many talents. Like he's I don't know he's probably published a dozen books or something, mm -hmm. but two mm -hmm. two of which uh, you know are about jazz. One mm -hmm. one's on. Um, Ornette Coleman's uh, stay at the five spot, very famous residency that Ornette did that kind of oh, wow. changed jazz, really. Wow. And then also he, he co-authored a book with Paul Blay that's essentially a kind of biography of Paul Blay. So, so anyways, yeah, you never know who's going to walk into this room while we're this doing this great. interview, this man. Good, good and sitcom -y. Are you okay for time? I, I, have, I, I mean, I could talk to you all day about the hat trick, but I know we are winding it. We're winding it down. We're okay. 40 minutes well, in. Well, we, we've, got, we've got our two goals. What okay. is the, so, the, the, what's wrong I mean, with the hat trick? I mean, man? listen, so where, where did you grow up? Let, let's, go, let's go back before we go forward. Where okay. did you, I know you said Guelph for 15 years. Yeah, I grew up in Oshawa. Okay. So uh, okay. Uh, that's um, this uh, city. Just this side of Skookuk. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Uh, east of Toronto, working yeah. class town. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, General Motors is located there. So yeah. certainly, when I was growing up, a lot of the local economy, kind of um, the local economy, not just in monetarily, but in other ways, yeah. the local mindset sort of revolved around General Motors. I think that's maybe a little less true today than it was uh, in the '70s and '80s, but. Um, so I grew up there. Uh, my my mom was a single mom. Okay. And uh, f- in my very early years, we we lived with my my grandparents and my uncle. Okay. And uh, you know, and and uh, he, my my grandfather uh, worked at uh, a place that made windshields for General Motors. Wow. At that pl- at that time, it was called Duplate. And later, okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so. At any wow. rate, um, yeah, so I, I grew up there. I went to, the high school I went to was kind of a musical, uh, there was a real emphasis on music there. And were a lot. you already, like, did, were you already, like, addicted to music by the time you got to high school? Or when did music well, kick I, in there? I, not music. You said you were drawing, you were doing more, yeah. like, art, more visual arts. I would say so, okay. until that point. I okay. focused more on drawing. Okay. And, um, hmm. but, you know, I was certainly interested. I, you know, I'd been playing around, but... Uh, yeah, but being in in at that school, which was you know a lot of musicians came out of that school. Drum, yeah. Drummer named Dean Stone went there, really yeah. fine uh, drummer. Yeah. Also, the Baird brothers, Jesse, oh, yeah. Jesse sure, Jay, sure. and Bryden went there. Oh shit! Wow. Yeah, great, so really great, fine. Great, Bryden, Bryden great. wonderful trumpet players, worked with Blue Rodeo and a whole lot of yeah. people. Yeah, shout out to the Bards. Yeah, the Bairds. Yeah, J- yeah. Jay Baird, uh, who, who who was a good buddy, and and also cool. Jesse Baird, uh, a yeah. really fine drummer. Right so on. two jazz drummers from uh, one high school. Both both named Jesse. There you go. But <laughs> Why not? anyway, so and then yeah. Anyway, so other pe- there are other you know musical people there, and uh, hmm. and then for me a real transform. And then also I should mention uh, I, I, I played. I used to in high school. I played music with a guy named John Pierco, fine piano player who became a corporate lawyer. I haven't talked to John in ages. Uh-huh. Uh, hope he's doing well. I think he is doing well. Uh, you know, in the corporate law yeah. world. <laughs> But then also uh, a saxophonist pianist named Dave Powell, who's okay. still playing. Dave, I think, is he's doing like, um, I think he plays a lot on cruise ships and stuff like okay. that. And okay. he's getting some steady work there. Really fine musician. And so the three of us sort of got really interested in jazz. Okay. And so we would like, before we got driver's license, we would like take the GO train into Toronto from Whitby. Didn't Love go that to, image. Didn't yeah, go to yeah, Oshawa yeah, in those yeah. days. But we would go in. And yeah. we would go listen to jazz. And in those days, this would be in the late 80s, early 90s, there mm-hmm. were, you know, some clubs, most of the clubs don't exist anymore, like the yeah. Top of the Senator, the sure. Bermuda Onion, sure. uh, also the Pilot Tavern, which still does exist, I think, still going. But um, And we would go every weekend, Friday and Saturday night, to go listen to music. And I in know. those days, the Bermuda Onion in particular on Bloor Street, Bloor, mm-hmm. near Bloor and Spadine, uh, I guess, uh, they were bringing in amazing bands. Like I heard Tony Williams there, mm. a great you know drummer who played with Miles Davis. Wow. I also heard you know one of my all-time you know biggest inspirations, uh, Elvin Jones played oh, there. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. I, I heard wow. Elvin there a number of times, and actually got to meet him and talk with him and spend time with him. Love this. And uh, you know he was so kind to me. Uh, and beautiful so, uh, yeah so Dave I know Dave and I went once to hear to hear Elvin and then I went on my own some of the uh, several times yeah and then when I started dating Michelle yeah we went together and Elvin would remember me and he'd say, hey Jesse how you doing it was huh. amazing and it was it, w- it really was nice? inspiring yeah. to me yeah yeah you know? like that first time I had sort of you know I sort of who knew John Coltrane was at that time. I was about 14 yeah I might have been 15 yeah 
but I didn't really know, you know. I, I, but that first time hearing Elvin Jones play drums, it changed my life. It changed my life. Like I, I, and and meeting him, I remember shaking yeah. his hand, and yeah, yeah, there yeah. was a kind of warmth and sincerity, in not only in his playing certainly, but in just the way he lived his life. There mm. was a kind of warmth there mm. that made a very very deep impression on me, and uh, and I walked out of there and I thought, man, either either I have to devote my life to this and really get, put everything of myself into it, just as he did. Uh-huh. Like he, he put all of himself into every note that he played. That that was the thing that 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 you know, like impressed itself so deeply in my consciousness. Yeah. And I thought either I wow. have to do that, yeah. or I, I I will never play music again. There was no in between anymore for me. It was either all or nothing. Like I, that for me was like. Okay, have you ca- have you kept is- the volume up to eleven on that? Like, do you still tap into that vein? Well, when you need to. For me, that's another one of the most important lessons about music is the importance. And it's for me, it's also part of what I call the music of the heart, yeah. and that is commitment and sincerity putting all of ourselves into the music that we make because if we don't commit to what we're doing musically how on earth can we possibly expect anyone else to commit to it you know so we need to put all of ourselves into into our music commit to it and that's a a difficult lesson hi there doing well Oh, amazing! Thank oh, you very much. P- pizza Thank pie, pizza yeah, pie okay. just arrived. This is Some, get, this yeah, night's okay. getting a little more exciting. Yeah, okay. industry tactics. Thank you. Thank you very much. Do yeah. the interview in the room where all those hot, hot pizza pies yeah, are arriving. They smell good too. Mm. Yeah. All right. So, anyways, that was, there, there's their final goal in our in the hat trick. Okay. And uh, and is is that like around the discipline and the pra- and, and the practice? How do you approach that? Like, what's your like the with the intensity of of, of do well, it like you mean it? Well, part of it is about uh, yeah. Take care. Uh, okay, upstairs. A- ask for Jem. Yeah, yeah. I think he's Jemmy. Jem is. Jemmy uh, will take care. Of yeah. Jemmy yeah, pays. Yeah. Jembo <laughs> pays. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> this is kind of funny to do an interview with people walking in. It's yeah. great. I'm yeah. loving this. But, but this, so the answer to your question, new around, industry around all of ourselves yeah. into, into something. I yeah. think part of that is like being as fully present in the moment mm. as possible. Mm. That for me is a is a big part of what. But not that, that is. bullshit presence that everyone's talking about. Like we're talking about the <laughs> I real. I'm fucking around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got you. Be, being as 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 fully fully present and committed to to the the musical moment as possible yeah right so if I'm so so in, in more practical terms part of it also has to do with you know discipline and practice and preparation I mean that's all important too I think yeah it although is. that's it less is. important for me now than there's other things that have come to be more important for me the things I've talked about gotcha. around oh there he is yeah, yeah. Uh, you know about about you know commitment and sincerity and yeah. and yeah. Uh, friendship and community etc yeah. those things are more important for me than you know, playing fast or, or right, having, right, right. Getting having all those notes know, in. Cha- exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, but, but, you know, I do want to have the technical ability to realize, you know, any ideas that, yeah, that yeah. come along, musical yeah, ideas. Yeah, I want to yeah. be able to realize those. So, so part of that means maintaining chops, but really it's more about just being really in the moment and, and mm-hmm. receptive. So in more practical terms, mm-hmm. if I'm playing music, I'm not thinking, generally, I'm not thinking, okay, now I'm going to do this, or this will be really cool, I'll impress everybody if I do this. Mm. If I think something like that while I'm playing, 
like you know, especially in an improvised music setting, like last night with Eugene and uh, Eugene Chadbourne and William Parker, mm. or with in the trio, anything in stretch yeah. orchestra, whatever it yeah. is, or trio yeah. with Joe or yeah. Sonaluminescence Luminescence trio. If I start, if I ever think like that, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. I'm going to do this cool thing. As soon as I do that, I'm not in the music anymore. I'm not in the moment anymore. And nine times out of ten, that's when you know it's my playing heavy. falls apart, and it's like, oh, whoops. Because yeah. I'm now, it's like e ego has entered into the into the got picture. It, got it, so got it. for me, it's a part mm. of it. Is it's like I, I kind of disappear when I play music. That to me is one of the beautiful things about playing music. I'm not really there. I mean, I am, but it's you know people talk mm. about this. I, I don't really know how to explain it other than it's it, it, like the music kind of flows through me. It's not really. It is me that's playing it, but you know what I mean. Yeah, that, it's about yeah. disappearing. It's yeah. about being in the that's moment. Beautiful. That's a beautiful way that to look at it. That for me is like the thing mm. I love most. You know, in in playing music. Thanks, when, thanks for your passion on on all this, man. It's really inspiring to yeah, hear. No problem. I said maybe maybe this is too heavy. Maybe your usual guests are are, are funnier than me. I'm sorry. No, you were <laughs> next you were, time. You were funny just just ne right. Next time I'll, I'll I'll bring the jokes. No, we'll just interview the other Jesse Stewart next. <laughs> there time. you go. I think he's a pretty serious guy. <laughs> oh actually. shit! Okay, yeah, okay. that's my pressure to him. <laughs> serious in a good way, you know. Man, uh, what, just to end on like what, what's what's coming up? Where where are you where are you where are you pushing what you do? Uh, well, uh, let's see. So what's exciting you on the on the horizon? Oh, it's you know it's all exciting. So yeah, um, I see that. In what yeah, this this residency is, is just a beautiful thing. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the month, I'm doing a little residency in Banff at the Banff okay. Center. I'm doing some teaching out there uh, in a program. I'm really excited about that. Yeah. And then I'm taking a little time off. I'm going to spend uh, spend hey. some time with my family. Industry. Tactics. You got to just zero the board, right? Yeah. Now you guys don't know what we're get, talking get about. Get the battery recharged. Yeah. Zeroing you know? that board means you bring it all back to down to zero and That's build it. it up again, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, then good, I, good, I have a good. solo exhibition of visual art coming up in wow. January. So I need to. Wow. I need to. Wow. I need to. Uh, That's at the Ottawa Art Gallery. Yeah. Uh, which has just reopened and they have this beautiful, beautiful new facility in Ottawa. Right on, man. And right um, on. and I, so I have a show there. I think it opens in January. So I got to. I got to work on that so that'll cool. be one of my main things that i'll be working on over the next little while i have a few other little recordings uh you know recording sessions a few other things coming up but uh, we didn't it's all even, good it's we all didn't good even touch on the balloon orchestra he's done the problem with jesse stewart is he's like he's done too much it's <laughs> it's really a vast body of work uh each project more inspiring and just uh mind mind bending in the last one like he did a geodesic dome at the uh, guelph jazz festival oh, i yeah. believe yeah with, i've uh, done that in like different tables yeah. and oh it's, it's very exciting stuff look him up please uh jessestewart.com thank you for making time .ca. For this .ca. Shit, .ca. good good year <laughs> perfect pitch he has uh perfect promo pitch uh so Je jessestewart.ca what should we end on let's end on a tune you want to end on uh, what's what's a tune of yours that you'd like to share well I, i'm about to uh play with sonoluminescence trio in a few minutes okay and uh so Fucking maybe right. we'll play play something from from that trio so this is uh sonoluminescence sonoluminescence trio with uh david mott on yep. baritone saxophone the wonderful william parker on bass right on, and right myself on. playing drums so we'll we'll play something from our, uh, re our record called Telling Stories. Here Telling Stories. Out. Having just told a bunch of stories. Fucking A, Jesse. We'll listen to that. Love you. Thank you very much hey for man, making time. Hey, man. It's a pleasure. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. It's always a joy to see you, man, and talk with you. Cheers. Cheers.
Isn't he a beautiful soul? That was my talk with Jesse Stewart. That was uh, Solo Luminescence Trio featuring William Parker on the bass and David Mott on the saxophone and uh, a tune called Here We Go and Indeed We're Leaving. If you want to learn more about Jesse's work, go to Stewart S-T-E-W-A-R-T dot C-A and dig into to his rich creative world and follow us on twitter and uh, on social media on facebook at industry tactics and we'll see you again in two weeks for the next episode of industry tactics